Welcome, adventurers, board wanderers, and lore keepers to Into the Elements, the Nerdy Niche's 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons real play game. I am Edison Myers, your dungeon master for this, and I believe somebody is very excited to do our little recap from last time. Pal, will you be so kind? Hey, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood paladin, Pal, again, here to tell you what happened last time, because if you're like me, I forget. So last time on the show, I met with my great, 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 great grandpa, Paylor, to have a discussion about a mission he wanted to send me on. There are some magical artifacts that they want us to find because they could be dangerous if they fell into the wrong hands. And it seems that everybody in, in the party that we just adventured with had a similar experience. We all met, we all talked about our trippy visions. I was the only one on mushrooms. And, and it seems like we've all been t- told by somebody that we need to go and find these artifacts. So we all agreed to go and we're headed out on our next adventure. Let's hope that you guys join us because it's gonna be epic. Oh, thank you, pal. And I hope everybody is ready to stroll back in to the elements. Okay, so last time picking up after most of you having an interesting or kind of nice experience, one of you having a horrifying experience meeting an enemy of sorts and meeting back up deciding to adventure again and finding these artifacts you are in the process of getting ready to leave your home once again is there anything that any of you would like to do before you head back out on your journey into the wildlands i i need to raid the kitchen of course Sounds good. Meditating did not go well for me last time, so I'm going to just say I'm ready to go whenever everyone else is. Perfect. You going to grab any more supplies you need from home and that kind of stuff? Yep. Pack a small satchel. Perfect. Uh, I'd go back and let my recruits know that I'm going to be gone and I don't know when I'm going to be back, but they've learned well. Great. Um, as you go and do that, um, you start talking to your old recruits, Aang and Kilber. Um, Aang, of course, thanks you as you expected, but Kilver kind of throws you off a little bit. He walks up to you, um, fully like dressed and ready to go, um, properly shaven everything um that he had never really done before and he holds out his hand and he says well i i truly hope that you have a good journey and it has been an honor to work with you and to learn from you i am sorry for anything any harm that i had caused you in the past took some molding but i think you've grown to be a respectable Templar of Tempest. 
And Tempest thanks you. Um, anything else anybody wanted to do beforehand? Okay. Um, as you are all packing up your things to go and getting ready to leave the town and you're meeting up um, kind of in the central square, there a small group um, starts coming from the castle with some guards accompanying. Um, you see uh, Prince Erebos, King Alcades, Princess Eldia, and a few other pe familiar faces, some people from the castle, um, different things, and Darak um, walking together towards you. Um, you hear a little bit of like bickering back and forth um, from Erebos and um, Duroc. It's kind of hard to make out at first, but as they start rocking, walking up, uh, Princess Aldea says, not quite as big a fanfare this time, but we, we still definitely wanted to see you all off on this very important journey. We haven't talked. Erebos says, um, Kel, thank you for leading this. Pal, thank you for accompanying. Um, I needed somebody to take up your position while you were gone. So I appointed Duroc here as my personal guard. And Duroc turns to King Alcades and says, are you sure you don't want me to accompany? I am the champion of this village, of this kingdom. I would be honored to go on this mission. Um, Kel steps up next to him and I'm assuming, you know, they probably only come like maybe to his shoulder. Uh, Not even they... that, like kind of like his belly button. He's, he's a... <laughs> He's a Goliath, so he's a yeah. big guy, and he's bigger than Edinburgh. Um. So okay, so they step up anyway and just fix him with like the fiercest look that they can muster, and they go, "You should be honored to be appointed as Erebos's personal guard, and if I return and find that even a single hair is out of place." <laughs> So at first, like he didn't even notice you walk up because you're kind of you're pretty short, and he was focused on like trying to talk to the king. And then when as soon as you start talking, he like turns and he looks at you, kind of surprised. And you watch as this like very prominently um, proud, some would say arrogant figure of the town. Um, completely deflate <laughs> because he knows that you you're roughly in the same ranking as him and he's always he's always been kind to you he's always kind of respected you mm -hmm. and you are making a solid point right there it's not a bad thing to be the guard and he Arkeekle I apologize for my misstep you are correct. It is an honor. And he turns to Erebos and says, it is an honor to be your guard. Um, and uh, he, 
shoots Pal a look, just like, see, see what we're leaving our our boy with, like. <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna uh, put my hand on the prince's shoulder and say, don't let him poop your party too hard, bro. <laughs> He, he kind of like, you can tell he wants to just walk away, but he can't. So he kind of just like folds his arm and he will not make eye contact with Edinburgh. He doesn't even look in your direction. Edinburgh is just staring him down while he's trying to avoid it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but not like menacingly, just like just watching him, trying to make him feel a little bit uncomfortable with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would look to the king be or say, you know, I actually would prefer a smaller gathering or for the seeing off. I'm not one for showboating or one for status. I just want to see our kingdom saved. Um, and King Alcades actually says, which I believe is part of the reason why you were chosen to be on this mission, Edinburgh. You above most other people of Volti, you truly care about our traditions, about our people, and you've always been no-nonsense, which can be useful at times. And he kind of gives a look towards Pal. Uh, I, I just give him a thumbs up. <laughs> to be fair, my god came to me and told me of this. So if I wasn't selected, I probably would have gone on my own anyway. And Erebos speaks up and says, also, we wanted a more, a somewhat more subtle group to go. When people are searching for different artifacts and things, they tend to draw focus from other people that might want to take those things just to see if they can make some coin. So... We would ask that you tell as few people as you can what you're actually searching for. Um, And he kind of turns to Duroc and he says, I know with you, Duroc, you are a legend, you are a champion, but you do enjoy fanfare which doesn't isn't always what we need so you are best suited to stay here by my side um Durak kind of nods begrudgingly um but you are all thanked and the small gathering that has come bid you farewell and good luck on your mission this time as, as you st- sorry go ahead as we're leaving i want to just like glance over at Durak and using a uh, telepathy just be like be sure to keep up on your hygiene you wouldn't want to bear- embarrass the royal family <laughs> you, you seem kind of like look around and then kind of like smell <laughs> a little bit like when nobody's looking <laughs> and but uh, before you leave alcades would actually walk up to you tubuli and say I don't know what I'm going to do without you, but I think they could use somebody as skilled as you on this mission. So thank you for going. Um, 
think you will keep them all alive. I hope so. And I hope that uh, the rest of the, um, the staff has been well informed of, you know, daily needs. I tried to, you know, leave some notes. Yes, they seem to be aware. Um, they seem a bit nervous, but hmm. I'm sure it will be fine. Okay. Um, so as you start leaving the town, you leave actually in the opposite direction that you had left uh, the first time. It's kind of set up here um, where you could come up a couple different directions, about three different directions. The gate you left the last time is the biggest gate and it's kind of the main way through. Um, like anytime like caravans and that kind of stuff come through. Um, the other two paths are more just for like, you know, people on foot or just on horseback, you know, not too big of a group. Um, and this one takes you in the opposite direction. Um, towards another set of mountains and you start heading down the path. So we're heading the direct opposite direction of where the princess came from. Yes. And I believe I had said last time because I maps are weird. <laughs> um, I believe I had said a, a southern direction last time. Mm -hmm. um, so you would be going north. There are far distant mountains um, that are kind of snow capped. Um, there is a desert in this direction. Um, Sonora would be leading you all to a town. I believe I gave you last time, but let me um, to a town called Sheercliff. We're going to Sheercliff to get some artifacts. Yeah. Does he have to sing every time we travel anywhere? <laughs> I think so. Like shrugs their shoulders and just like <laughs> you get used to it. <laughs> I suppose it could be worse. It's pretty easy to get used to a privilege for a beautiful voice like mine. <laughs> um, trying to play an instrument. His definition of beautiful is quite different than mine. I have the voice of an angel, sir. Are we traveling through any? Are we traveling through any? potentially dangerous areas, Ed? Um, like, do we, need to, mm -hmm. do we need to be on the watch for like, you know, more raiders or marauders or whatever might be around to take advantage of our group if we're blissfully kind of unaware and just singing? <laughs> so where you are right now, coming down, um, you're on kind of like a switchback path. I mean, Kel would definitely be still keeping an eye out they are not prone to dropping their guard. Yes. Uh, on the Volsky Mountains themselves, where Volti sits, there are guard posts all around. Um, it is pretty well protected from the, by the Stone Guard and especially the Storm Force. 
Um, so here, no, there's not really any dangers. Like every now and then, like a mountain cat might have found a cave or something. Um, bandits usually don't want to hang out here, even if they make it here. Um, so you don't really have those kind of issues. But once you leave the mountain, then yes, you would want to be back on guard. You would know um, that living in the wildlands, there's dangers all over, just like the hydras that you had previously dealt with. There's other things like that. There are large roving groups of different hobgoblins, of gnolls, different things. There are there are times that dragons find roosts in area, in areas and different things like that. So yes, it's usually good to be on guard, but you can give Pal a pass right here. You guys are Fair. probably gonna be fine. So as we're making our way, cause we're heading down the mountain, correct? Yeah. Like, cause we're top to bottom, okay. Yeah, as we are making our way further down to the bottom, I keep would I would keep turning and looking back up to the mountain and having flashbacks to my image or imagery that was came into my head. Okay. <laughs> yep, of that volcano erupting, and as you right. are looking up, it does like you've kind of thought that in the past, but more than ever, um, this mountain range does look like a volcano there has never been any issues with that before um any kind of like molten activity or anything like that uh but that is an airy feeling um, as you travel um one thing kel that you would notice as a group of heroes going through here thank you thank you i know we're awesome we're the strike force tell everybody strike force Probably after like, you know, the, the honestly, probably the first post that did that, Kel would just kind of like hunch their shoulders and just like focus forward. <laughs> like, I don't like attention. <laughs> no, I, I'm like walking around. Are, are they on the ground level or are they up high? They're up really high. You'd actually have trouble seeing them. Kel would see them better. Um, can we see them? You can, and you would know where to look. I, I'm just going to wave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would be with uh, Archeagle as well and just kind of be focusing forward and trying not to acknowledge it. Okay. I'm just enjoying the scenery. Perfect. Beautiful mountain ridges. It, yeah, it really is a beautiful sight. As you're coming down here, um, you can see off into the distance and... There is part of the forest in front of you that wraps around the mountain. Um, Curiosity, would like, I know the last time the volcano erupted, like I know I didn't, I wasn't the one to see that, but would we know kind of the history of? So it's never erupted. It's not actually, of what anybody knows, it is not a volcano. Okay. It just resembles one. But there is no like magma or lava. There's no whatever. lava flows or anything yeah. like that around it. Yeah. There's no like intense heat 
coming from mm. any spots or anything like that. It's just a mountain, um, but it does resemble a volcano. Okay. And I don't think I gave like specifics of my vision, did I? I can't remember if you did or not. I don't think like I told them that I had one and I don't think I like brought up the volcano erupting and people burning to death and all that shit. So No, yeah. I don't think you did. That was more of just like an out of character more curiosity. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our characters know anything about the history. Uh, I was just thinking about it too. Like um if I did bring it up, then it would be more like obvious, I guess, as to why I was looking back and looking up at it, kind of like I, I feel like you mentioned a sort of catastrophe that could happen to the town, but I don't think you went into details at all. Okay. But yeah, looking over the forest, um, uh, past there you can see some golden sands. Um, you can see the sun peeking over um, some white-tipped mountain ranges, another kind of lower cliff face. Uh, it's a very beautiful landscape. Birds flying in the distance. Um, a nice sight as you travel. Skies are blue and just speckled clouds around, nothing. I have heard of him but I do not know him well. you you did meet him once but you didn't know him super well um he just gave you some information um he was the person you kind of ran into when you had first found out about these and you were trying to find any information he was the one that pointed you towards um this town to begin with because he had heard that one of these objects had been searching it, searching for it. And he he seemed like he knew a lot about these artifacts and um, was interested in knowing where they were, but he wasn't, he didn't seem devious or anything with the information. He was just kind of, he seemed taken aback that you even knew they existed. I will relay that to Attenborough. I guess Attenborough would ask too, uh, so did, what kind of person is he? Is he a bit of a, a goofball, likes to play around? Is he straight to the point? Is he kind of in between? He did not seem to be a goofball. He seemed somewhat serious. Bit okay. odd. <laughs> A little eccentric. Eccentric we could do. Eccentric just often wanted to have know. knowledge. Just wanted to know what kind of person we were expecting to walk up to. If we can actually find him here. A knowledgeable eccentric would be my classification. Sonora, you would also know that where he was and where you're heading is going to be about a two weeks journey. Um, it's a ways away. 
I will let the entire group know that. Two weeks? We'd be camping a lot, aren't we? That's way too short a time to be on the road with such awesome people. We need to make this longer. Or? Shall we take a detour? Or? I can try to get there as fast as possible. I I agree with Thule. (laughs) Okay. Pal is like actively slowing down how fast he's walking. (laughs) Uh, Kel gets behind Pal and starts like kicking him in like the heel. (laughs) I'm walking faster. Uh, He's he's just walking behind the group like he's on the moon. (laughs) Pal, don't make me use magic against you, please. All right, all right. Walking in all days. Um, so as you reach the base of the mountain, you come into another forested area um, that has a very similar setup path with those magic stones that help keep a path open. And who wants to take point on um, keeping an eye out as you all travel? At I least for to, the first day. I want to like have Squall do some circling above us, around us. Okay. I would probably be keeping a pretty close eye out as well. Okay. Um, so I would say... More for danger, less for like actual survival in the woods though. <laughs> okay. Um, this path does take you straight through um, and it's kind of a main road that you can do. Um, so you don't really have to do that. So I'll say with Squall doing that, um, I will just say Squall is going to give you advantage. Okay. Um, so give me, <coughs> I would say give me a, since you don't want to do survival per se, give me a perception check. Awesome. Add advantage. Yes. Nat 20. Hell yeah. Right. Uh, nice. That's a total of 27. Okay. <laughs> I am very perceptive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first few hours go completely without a hitch, just totally fine. It's almost eerie how calm it is um, with this forest that has so much living in it. It's just it almost seems boring for what you've dealt with before. So check something real quick. Always love when the DM says, "Gotta check something real quick." <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good sign, right? It's always my favorite thing. Yeah. Okay, and then most of the day goes fine. Um, once it starts getting later into the day and um, the sun's getting lower and the forest is starting to get darker, the sun isn't really going through as much anymore. Um, all of the 
like mushrooms and flowers that kind of light up during night when the sun stops hitting them are starting to kind of flicker awake. Some are kind of opening up um, to add a little bit, those kind of odd uh, blues and greens and purples and um, different colors. Um, Um, but as you start kind of looking around and trying to find a place that you might be able to set up camp for the evening um, or anything like that, Cal, with that perception, you would notice um, kind of off the trail a little bit, um, some of the branches and things have kind of been broken away. And there is a body of a dead giant elk, just kind of like ripped apart, laying there. Um, seems like it's been dead for a little while. There is a pool of blood around it. Um, with, Can I tell how long a little while is? Like, is this like a day or like a couple hours? <laughs> probably about a day. It's st starting to kind of become more of a gel at this point. Yum. <laughs> um, maybe even longer. You're not sure. There seems to be uh three fairly large like mushrooms that either were growing from it or were growing there and there's blood all over them mm. just kind of resting in place there i would probably be like hey guys we should maybe be careful um and i point out the elk and it's been dead for a little while, but who's to say that whatever caused this delicious gel of blood is not looking for more, potentially. Um, as you're looking at this and you start speaking um, and you start saying all this, one of the, the mushrooms there, um, it seems like it, it looks up at you and then the other two do the same of course it does um i would wave at pal and be like pal pal is, do you recognize these mushrooms do i recognize those mushrooms <laughs> give me a nature check <laughs> can i aid him on that too with the footwork i've done out in battle uh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and take advantage on that roll if anyone's gonna know weird mushrooms so yeah. all right so so i'm glad for the aid because i had a one and an 18. okay so 19 uh sorry 20 total 20 total. okay um at first these looked like mushrooms um but as they kind of looked up um like they very much like the tops resembled mushrooms 
these have faces and aren't plants at all. Um, these, you've heard tell of these things before. Um, they are a fey creature. These are known as red caps. Um, they are kind of like a cousin to like a fairy or a sprite or something like that. But they are, their entire purpose is to kill. Um, part of why they're called red caps is any kill that has happened that might have been malicious or incredibly brutal will attract these and they cap they they cover their their caps that they wear on their heads in the blood of whatever died and a lot of times they hide in those spaces for more prey to come um they're very odd little creatures they tend to carry terrible sickles and they have heavy metal boots that they wear um they don't really when they're moving they're not really worried about stealth they're more worried about fear and making you afraid of them so i'll relay all that information these dudes are not cool they like rubbing blood on their heads and they want you to be afraid of them when you say that one of them jumps up they all like pop up um they are about two feet tall um big metal boots big sickle comes out with them and and one of them goes we're gonna make you cool and cold to the touch i'd rather you not yep let's kill these things dudes Um I would immediately summon one of my side blades and just throw it at the one that spoke. Okay. Um, but we're, we're going to roll initiative and see when that dagger throws. Okay. Because nobody's really surprised in this moment. It's all happening kind of at the same time. So it was right, that uh, we talked about what cool it earlier. Oh, boy. Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. I, my initiative was four. Much better so. than the other day. <laughs> Have you saged your dice yet? Nope. You, you really need you need to like cover them in sage, leave them out under the light of the full moon, like melt them all, yeah. and try again. Then <laughs> that might help. Clean your dice tray also. <laughs> it's cleaner. Treat your dice the way dice are meant to be treated, and they will treat you well. Do you, do you mean by like putting them in dice jail? Is that how they're supposed to be treated? If they're really bad, uh, but he doesn't have one, so nope. they don't have a dice jail. Nope. Well, that's your problem. It's like raising children. You have to, they have to know there's a punishment there. <laughs> Take away their electronics. That's right. That, that's ask my son. That is like the worst punishment possible. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Um, 25 to 20. 22. Nice. Okay. 19 to 15. Okay. Nice. Did well. <laughs> uh, yeah. 14 to 10. 13. 12. Okay, 10 to 9. Or <laughs> 9 to 5. <laughs> 6. I think that puts me at the bottom with 4. Yep. Well done. Yeah. That's what heavy armor will do to you. Yeah, I have a negative one dex as well. <laughs> okay, Tuli, you're up first. Cool, cool, cool. Um, how close? They're they're pretty close to each other, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of in a group. They were all in the blood puddle. Cool, I'm shattering them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they they would be about um twenty feet away from you. Okay. That's how fine. many of them are there? Three. Uh, it's Constitution saving throw. Con save. Okay. On all three? Yes. Assuming they're within, you know, a close enough space. It's a 10 foot radius, so yeah. 20 foot circle. Yep. Um, and what was your? 14. 14? Yeah. Okay. Two fell and one succeeds with a nat 20. Okay, so it's uh, 17 damage for the ones that failed and math for the one that succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Could also probably like, m probably fucks up that corpse a little bit. It does, it's <laughs> an awful mess. Awful. It kind of- um, Sorry about that guys. The- <laughs> the elk kind of crunches down mm. and some maggots spill out. Ooh. Oh god. And other bugs that were in the middle of a meal. All of I'm them sorry. dead now. Oh, I'm sorry. Or bugs. I, I've actually made a pretty decent meal with those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that it for you, Julie? Yes, sir. Okay. Um... Ettenbrore, you're up, and Kel, you're on deck. Okay, uh, you said they're about 20 feet from us? Yep. Okay. Alright, so I am going to um, cast Divine Favor on myself. Okay. Uh, basically, my Weapon attacks do an extra 1d4 radiant on a hit. Okay. Um, and I am going to run in and try to strike the first one I could see. Okay. Uh, ooh. Nice. I rolled a 19. That hits. Okay. Um, so that's a 1d8 as well as a 1d4. Where are my little pyramids? They're there. So that is two, six points of bludgeoning damage with my Warhammer and three points of radiant damage to them. Okay. So it was nine points in total. Did I hear that right? Uh, yes. Okay. 
and that will be my turn. Nice. Just kind of like run up, hit into it, kind of like ha ha um so Kel, you're up. These things are mad and terrible. Okay, well, I'm going to throw that psychic blade that I mentioned before. Okay. Um, at the same one that Envor just hit or another? Whichever one was talking, so if it's that same one. Okay, it probably would, yeah, it would have been that same one. It would have been the closest one. Okay, and that's going to be a 17 to hit. Okay, that hits. Okay. And that is going to be nine damage. Very nice. This one's starting to look pretty hurt. Um, and then I would summon my second psychic blade in my other hand okay. and throw that at it as well. Okay. Um, oh, did you add sneak attack to that first one? Because Edinburgh is in combat with it. Oh, I didn't. So. That's an additional six damage. Okay. Yep, this one's looking very hurt. I'm going to still throw that second blade at it if it's still standing. Okay. Um, that's going to be a 15 to hit. Uh, that hits. Okay. Um, do I get sneak on that one as well or no? Uh, no. Um, that's going to be seven damage. Okay. Um, so you throw that second dagger and you see it kind of hit and there's like a thud in its brain. Um, and with your skill and knowledge of how your attacks work, pretty sure his brain just exploded in his head oh boy um and it just kind of like has this dumb Thanks. look on its face as it just like topples down oh combat levels of brutality there well and my psychic blade would be like a purple color would just like poof out of existence mm -hmm. after falls <laughs> so how many of them are dead now one just one okay was that it for you kale um, we are like 20 feet away from them, right? Yeah, you're about 20 feet. Uh, you were about 20 feet from the first one. There's probably what, like the other two are probably about 25 feet. Mm. Yeah, that'll be it for me. Huh. Um, so one of, so it's their turn. It's Red Cap's turn. Um, one of them kind of laughs a little bit and goes, ha ha! He's dead. And you killed him. And he's going to charge directly at you. His full um, 25 movement. Would that make it so I could get an attack of opportunity? Was he within my circle when I came up to the other one? This one wasn't. They, they were like roughly like 10 feet apart from each other. Okay. Wait, where am I in relation to Kel? Um, yeah, I guess I probably should have asked what order all of you were in. What yeah. order do you think you would have been traveling in? Kel was I probably, kind of up front. I probably would have been right next to Kel. Actually, 
I would have been leading because I kind of know where we're going. Well, actually, he would have been um, right up on the mushrooms, right? Because he was checking them out and I was uh, assisting. He was looking at them kind of from a distance. Oh, it was a distance. Okay, got it. Because he started looking at them and then one of them looked up. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know. I probably would have been in the middle somewhere. Okay, so Thule's kind of in the back, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sonora first and then and then Kel because she was kind of keeping or they were kind of keeping the eye out um and then Edinburgh ran up so yeah Pal is in the middle next to our people okay okay um so he is running directly at Kel um, he is going to use his Ironbound Pursuit. And okay, he comes running up at you and leaps into the air like way higher than you were expecting him to, especially with these like heavy metal boots and just goes to kick you straight in the jaw. Fun. Um, so I need you to make a DC 14 dex saving throw. Ooh, I'm good at those. <laughs> um, so that's going to be an 18. Okay. Um, so you like dodge out of the way as this boot just like whizzes past your head at high speed and it looks like a heavy boot like that would have hurt really bad uh, and he just kind of like does a flip and just lands kind of behind you and turns around but that was his attack since he was trying to do that um just flying by i was like man he must have some really strong calves <laughs> <laughs> stronger than yours chicken legs <laughs> Uh, he's got you there Kel you do have chicken legs this Kel skip leg day (laughs) they are falcon legs thank you very much but at your comment pal the other one that one turns to you and goes shut up tubby (laughs) I am pretty tubby dude you're right there too Um, and then the other one is just gonna run up to Ettenbroer and make three attacks with his wicked sickle. Wicked. Yep. Um, so the sickle is almost bigger than he is, and he is going to. That attack was sick. Uh, does a 16 hit? Uh, don't remember. Sorry. That's not, uh, I'm wearing chain mail and a shield, so no. Okay. What What's your AC? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I just realized <laughs> that it didn't have armor on my app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it should be 18 Okay, with the shield and everything. Um, so that first one swings in and you kind of just like, oh, and like 
put your shield in the way and block it. Um, and then he rears back to swing again. And that is a dirty 20 to hit. Does not hit. <laughs> okay. So um, with an incredible speed, like he, it bounces off and then it just swings again right under the shield and just kind of um, catches you in the thigh. And okay. you take... Uh, six slashing damage. All right. And then his last attack. Uh, that is a 12 to hit. So he swings again and you just kind of like, you kind of like nudge him out of the way with your boot after he <laughs> hit you and you're just kind of like, <laughs> Okay, so that is it for the red caps. Go, Sonora, you're up. Okay, there are how many of these things? Two. Two, all right, well, I'm gonna just try to stomp one of them. Okay. Using an unarmed strike? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the closest one to you would probably be the one that just attacked um, Kel. So, okay. Well, I just rolled a six. So there's that. Six total? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm looking for my modifier right now. Because I can't remember it. Where is that? To be fair, it has been a while since I actually put you guys in combat. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall what my modifier is. So it would be, for you, it would be dex plus your proficiency. So plus three. So I have nine to hit. So it was plus three total? Well, three is my dex. What's my proficiency modifier? That's probably two. two. I think. Yeah. Yep. So five. All right. So eleven. Okay. That still Dance misses. Forty-two. Forty-two. Yep. Always forty-two. Always forty-two. But I get an extra attack, don't I? Yep, you do, and then you For can spend monk. key points to to, to yeah. do more to do monk more attacks up, or add damage. I believe with yours. I'm Roll again. Well, now that's better. I rolled a 16 and then plus five would be 21. Yep, that definitely hits. Hit. And then I need to write this stuff on my hand instead of looking through this app because I can't find. <laughs> um, my hit dice. So it should be with like where your weapon is. Yeah, but it's not. Attack bonus plus five, damage one d4, but that's piercing on my snap. And I didn't snap him. I tried to stomp him. It would still be a d4 for your unarmed strike. Oh, d4. I believe okay. at this level. So two on there. <laughs> two on the d4. 
and then plus plus three plus three if it's the okay. same as the snap yes yep so five right. you just kind of like this one had tried to kick your friend in the head so you just ran over and kicked it in the head it's <laughs> fair it's I forgot to do my concentration check after getting hit, but I rolled a 12. Okay. And I get advantage on that because of the Warcaster too. Yes. Perfect. Okay. And that will be all for me for this round. Okay. Uh, so, Pal, you're up. All right. Let's just go ahead and do some beat down with my hammer. Okay. You guys ready to be some delicious tomato soup? Run and smash them up. <laughs> uh, 16. That hits. He goes, ha <laughs> ha! For, for 10 uh, bludgeoning damages. Okay. All right, this one's starting to look hurt. Okay. He almost looks a little bit shorter now after that. <laughs> okay. Anything else for you, Val? Um, let's see what my bonus actions are. Um, I will cast, let's see. I'm wondering if I should even waste spells on these guys. Now we're good for now. Uh, so back to the top of the round, Thule, you're up. Um, I'm going to handy dandy Eldritch Blast, the one that has kicked and been stomped. Okay. Uh, it's a big number to hit. Uh, 50, uh, 25 to hit. That misses. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that definitely hits. Five force damage. Five force damage. Pew, pew. It just turns and looks at you and it goes, I'm going to have fun pulling your intestines out through your mouth. That doesn't seem fun. <laughs> okay. Um, is that it for you, Julie? Yeah. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Things have no manners. No manners. Okay, Ettenvor, you're up. All right, uh, I'm going to use my. Is the one in? There's one in between. Um, uh, Pal and me, right? Did he run up on the opposite side of the one? Or um, you kind of ran up on that first one, so he's. He was back with Kel. Is that what it was? Yeah, so the other one's like in the middle of the group right now, and you're um, kind of off on your own. Up in the front. Got it. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm going to keep swinging on the one. I'm going to use my Warcaster ability as well. That Or not Warcaster, um, War Cleric. Uh-huh. Makes it so I can do a bonus action. Um, extra attack as well. Okay. Have my Divine Favor up. Perfect. So that one I rolled an 18. That hits. Next one I rolled a nat 20. That definitely hits. All right. So first one, I'll roll that real quick. That's eight plus four, 12 points of damage to them um, on the first one. Okay. Is it still standing? Yep. Okay. And the second one, it is five, seven, 11, 22 points of damage to it. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's still standing, but oh boy. <laughs> barely. Okay. And um, it's kind of wobbling there, and it's, it goes, I'm going to take off your kneecaps first, and then I'm going to cut you inch by inch. These I, things are particularly violent. <laughs> it really sounded like you were going to say you were going to cut his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> this inch. is a kid's show, Jeremy. <laughs> uh and board just kind of looks down at him and smiles and says, let's see it happen, and holds up his shield. And to be fair, he did say inch by inch, so at some point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my turn. Okay. Kel, you're up. Hey, um, so that one that Sonora kicked is still next to me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I am going to hop away from it, um, and with my mobile feet, it cannot take an attack of opportunity. Uh, nice. <laughs> that is a good feat. Yes. Mo- most feet are mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Pal takes three psychic damage. For <laughs> 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 a bad pun. <laughs> Um, so actually I would like to hop into the air. Um, would I be able to get about like 15 feet up or is the tree cover too dense for that? They're pretty tall trees. So yeah, not much higher than that, but you could get about 15 feet. Okay. Um, and from that vantage point, I would then like to throw myself dagger at the one that attempted to kick me in the face. Fair. <laughs> okay. and that's going to be a 24 to hit. That definitely hits. Um, I'm going to guess no sneak attack on that. Uh, he's still in range of your group. Like He's kind of in the center of your group, so yeah. So then with pick him up. Um, that's very 17 damage. 17 damage. Yep, just like throw that dagger right into his brain. (laughs) Yeah, so it goes like straight through the top of his head, and even before like it would like poof away like it's just gone it just went like straight through the center 
and there's anybody around just sees these like it seems like popping happens inside of him as just he's just exploding inside and he just like crumbles to the ground you uh, much for pulling my organs out of my mouth <laughs> i don't know why i've decided that your psychic weapons are exploding organs but it seems right <laughs> they do just cause psychic damage so you know um seems right to me and then in a very violent mood tonight <laughs> apparently um and how is the last one looking very hurt very hurt um i would like to then i'll just i'll just throw my other psychic dagger at it like why not okay. <laughs> um that's gonna be a dirty 20 to hit that definitely hits. Roll damage. All right. Um, sneak attack on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Seven, eight. Eight damage. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, Kel, would you like to describe how you finish this battle? Um, you know, I, I kind of like the organ popping thing. I kind of want to go with that again. Just like <laughs> dagger straight to the brain. And okay. So um, you throw this other one and Ettenbror, this thing is like looking up at you and it's threatening you um, that it's going to cut you through inch by inch and everything and it looks up at you and then this like very fast purple like blade just hits him in the back of the head and you watch as his eyeballs just kind of explode oh. in his face and and you're kind of like shield up to block the door like, oh! <laughs> and he just like crumbles to the ground i guess that didn't work out for you did it um, and after that, I would land next to Pal and just look up at him and go, please don't make a mushroom soup for dinner. I, no, I, I don't think these guys would make very good food. They, they seemed uh, like they were probably eating some people at some point. Yeah. Probably tastes a little sour. Yeah. <laughs> but there were so, bugs in that, uh, in that elk probably make a really good like bug dish oh dude i i, I can make a, a a delicious uh cream pie if you just like you know milk those a little bit it's it's amazing oh. Oh. <laughs> i just start walking away <laughs> you you just made the dm gag like <laughs> edinburgh says that sounds delicious see this dude knows what he's talking about what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Lived in the wilds. You eat what you can get. With that, we will pick up next time <laughs> into the elements. <laughs> <laughs> with that beautiful mental image. <laughs> it seemed like a good ending point to me. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, 
Well, thank you all for joining us away from the crazy world we live in and joining us in this crazy, brutal, tiny little battle that Kel got three kills. So Kel the kill the kill stealer. <laughs> yep. A good show of leadership on that first battle. Mm-hmm. And and as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on any of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, just search the Nodi Niche and uh, let us know what you think about the episode.